Okay, well, um, the first half hour of this entire podcast was completely useless. <laughs> so, like, the whole time we've been rambling is, <laughs> is, is gone? Um, I can use stuff that I said, but the mic does not. It's Dude, that's beautiful. I didn't have anything profound, so. I mean, we, we were going pretty hard on the Yeah, uh, <laughs> contrary to belief, we did have a lot of hot takes in the first uh, in the first segment of our thirty minutes. So it's probably better that we. It's probably a good thing that Taylor had to go to the bathroom, or yeah. else we would have done an hour and just was off track. But we'll get back to it all next time. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Honestly, you could uh, you should you could make that another podcast. Just what you're saying audio Yeah, and then just let everybody else fill in the blanks on what our <laughs> conversation has been. Crazy guy talks to himself. Also known as 2022 for <laughs> the, the average person. <laughs> well, since you wouldn't know because you will never hear the beginning of this episode, um, we are here with Pastor Bailey Giesbrecht. From real life assembly. Yes, in it is. It is great to be here for the first ever. Small re- recap. Um, he went to school once. Um, he played football. Yep. There was that time. He quit football. Yep. He's a youth pastor. Absolutely, that sums it up basically. <laughs> and then it went into colleges and how they're a Ponzi scheme. Uh, yeah. For, so, for ministry kids. So if you are even, I mean, I would even go as far as like regular people, common oh, yeah. common folk, if you will. <laughs> Um, if you're listening to this and you go to college, just drop out. Just I'm just <laughs> kidding. Don't do that. Pursue your dreams. Any of your students that listen to this. <laughs> Mom, I'm not going to school anymore. Mom, I listened to a podcast and they told me to drop out. So That's I'm just going to listen to what the guys on the phone say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we were getting pretty heavy into the fact that four-year degree colleges for ministry is hard. Tough. We go into ministry for up to nothing. Wow. Which is wow. Can I get that hung up on a poster? I'll tattoo it. Like that's kind of like that's like next to like <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> We're pulling out all the little things that pastors do wrong. Like, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tear up. Oh my gosh. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> What's the other one like? I might not be rich in money, but I'm rich in other things or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm also, sorry. Everybody. No, there's also that really stupid like. Um, my title is pastor because ninja kicking devil stopping jujitsu fighting whatever thing. I. If you have that shirt and you're listening to this, just burn it. I no, I hated that. I hated all of them. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen people wear it. I guarantee you, district council this year, there will be one person wearing that shirt. I'll take that action. <laughs> Dude, they shouldn't be if that's if that's Some, Somebody will be wearing it. And you know what? They still have a small goatee and wear leather bracelets and flip-flops. Dude, jeans. that is oddly <laughs> specific. That is the two thousands youth pastor. <laughs> Plot twist: I'm getting you that shirt. For sure. <laughs> That'll get framed and just hung up in my apartment. I'll sign it. It'll be great. Oh, he'll sign it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it means nothing, but just to have 
my opinion. I mean, but uh, yeah, well, there's somebody who was saying that they were gonna buy the last box of Final Fantasy, and they did not. They have only one in their hands. Um, they got it through the Royal Pavilion Showcase. Yeah. They have only one Vault left in their possession. You don't have one. I don't even have one. Wow. <laughs> That is some I told them I would sign it. Memorabilia. <laughs> but I do have the only Nose Vault left. I do. Sh- I did see that at your house. That that was made by my good friend Josh Horn. Shout out to Josh Horn. This episode is actually sponsored by Josh Horn. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, it's Josh, it's don't say Josh. Just don't say Josh. <laughs> Send us our own personal resume. Or can I have my dog still? Marshall. Which dog? The fat one. Bow. So the other one's not your dog. No, it's my wife's dog. <laughs> Bow's her first name. It's her shadow. Like, he does not care about me whatsoever. But, like, he doesn't he, care about anyone. He only cares about my wife. That's funny. That's it. And, like, I mean, rightfully so. You guys have for about a year. Yeah. About a year. No. You're not going to tell me that that was not your wife's dog. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's it's just something that, like, She's a three times the size of Sal as Scarecrow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. have you gotten better at that? Um, yeah, I'd say so. So we have a uh, – we've had uh, our caseworker come the last few months. You have a caseworker who's a dog? No, no. Uh, oh. We're doing adoption. Oh. Yeah. For dogs? No, for children. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, welcome to the podcast. When? Um, um, so we started. <laughs> Here I am going, wait, do you have a caseworker for your dog? No. Uh, so we started the process in September. Um, we, wow. Yeah, we, um, we, had, um, we had a guy come to our church that's with the Orphan Care Alliance. Pen- the Pennsylvania Orphan Care Alliance. Yeah. It's a long name. They're worth it. Um, but his name's Vince Smith. Shout out to Vince Smith of the world. Um, he basically was like, if anything that I could say about the foster family, if you're on the fence between like choosing who to give them to, like I, he's like, I've heard people tell me all the time, like, oh, we're like praying about it. We're like yeah. thinking about it. He's like, just get in the game. You don't have to be foster parents. You could be a support system for yeah. foster families. Yeah. He said, you could be a part of a care community. You can provide a meal, one meal a month. Um, you can do any of that stuff. He's like, all you have, if you're on the fence, I'm just telling you, get in the game. And so my wife and I um, kind of were talking about it. And we were going to start small with the care community or something. Yeah. And like kind of like help people out and stuff. And then start talking about, you know, like, what's, like, what's our kid situation like? You know, anytime you get married. In the church, like that's what people ask you. So, like, we actually yeah, had that conversation. Exactly. So, we had that conversation with yeah. ourselves, and um, you know, after like listening and getting a chance to like talk to Vince and stuff, and like just really tugging on our hearts that like this is something that we want to pursue. And so, we started the process like mid mid September, probably end of September, maybe. That's awesome. Yeah, and we are almost done. Um. We, if everything goes to plan and we get everything in and stuff, we could have a placement within six months. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of our hope. Um, yeah. So we're not sure. Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. We are. Uh, we are those people. I did. Did you drive past? No. Oh, okay. I say, <laughs> I, I hung up Christmas lights already. Um, I'm not a big Halloween guy. It's the exact opposite. I hate Halloween. And I. Yeah, exactly. I'm a what? What is it? I'm a de- devil kicking ninja, <laughs> ninja jujitsu stomp, stomping. Turtle. Yeah, turtles in a half shell, <laughs> pastor title, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not a big Halloween guy. Like, if that's your thing, cool. But like, I just I don't like scary movies at all. Like, I have no enjoyment. That's true. No, no enjoyment out of it. I'm not. I. I I like funny things. Like I like to be. I like to be funny. <laughs> I like to watch things that are funny, and it feel you feel good. You know what I mean. Um, and so I don't like Halloween whatsoever. Don't like partake in any of the movies, anything. And like some people are like that's their personality kind of thing. Um, so my wife and I have a tradition that we don't get trick or treaters. You know, we live on a busy street. We don't get trick or treaters. On Halloween, we put up our Christmas tree. And I understand that's a hot take, and I, I totally get that. Don't get me wrong. There are these Thanksgiving lovers as well. I love Thanksgiving. We're the only country that celebrates Thanksgiving. That's not true. No, Canada has Thanksgiving. Not the same. No, but they do have a Canadian Thanksgiving. Who cares? It's Canada. But I just, I basically just, <laughs> like, I basically <laughs> destroyed your argument of nobody has I'm sure there are other countries that have ha- Thanksgiving. I'm gonna say but Halloween, listen, but. our Thanksgiving, the reason everybody gets so like, oh my gosh, you can't put up Christmas stuff, is because we have Thanksgiving dinner. Absolutely. I will give Thanksgiving the proper, I'm driving down to Kentucky to see my in-laws for Thanksgiving. You did. I am giving Thanksgiving its due and its respect. But at the same time, who says that I cannot enjoy Christmas stuff? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, September, like, one leaf falls, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, it's spooky season. <laughs> like, why can't I do the same thing for Christmas? It's cold outside. Why can't I put my tree up? Exactly. It, not even if it's cold outside. The Lord prevails against the enemy. We have the authority. So, so you put your tree up in... Spite. Defiance of Halloween. Yeah, like absolutely. It's time for Christ. It's it's like a, it's like a silent protest in the house <laughs> of my own house, and I'm just like, we're doing this, and it's it. So yeah, our house. Is <laughs> so our house since you put outside lights on, um, I will be willing to admit that I will probably leave them up for a long time. I don't think I have any it honestly did not take as long as i thought maybe 2 hours if that i'll i'll come and do your house come on you have that remember that gun that i had yeah yeah that's what you'd want yeah that's not done with smoke and mirrors though it was actually shot in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks a like giant it, vacuum. It, it, yeah. If you wa- if you watch if you watch like if you it looks so fake. It, it, I'd be su- I wouldn't be surprised. But like yeah, actually, there's a lot of parts that aren't real, like Jim Carrey. No, that part was real. No, he's like he's like fucking insane. The uh, the uh, ninja. 
devil stompers. <laughs> yeah, the ninja devil stomping, kickboxing champion or whatever, it is. <laughs> whatever the thing is. So uh, on the on the other hand, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> our our our, uh, our age range is six weeks to twelve years old, and absolutely, yeah. So um, we just want to start broad, and then. Um, we want to kind of see. So we have the ultimate say on when we get a pick. Yeah. Get a pick. So um, we're super excited. But then again, you as a new dad. So I was talking to Kate about it the other day. It's – don't – no, let me finish this statement before, you, before, <laughs> before, before I get jumped on. So in the grand scheme of things, being a newborn dad is – I have air quotes down – easier because – you have nine months, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying, like, it's easier in my brain if we were getting pregnant and, you know, nine months, you have some time to prepare, right? Like, you, like, and, like, and everybody's like, you don't, you can't prepare for kids. That's, I, I, obviously, I understand that. But you have some type of time frame where you're like, okay, like, I kind of have to get serious. Like you nine know, months of preparation. Exactly, you know, you have nine months of like anxiety yeah. and like whatever, you know, to like, <laughs> to like prepare yourself that hey, I had that realization on Monday yeah. that my life, not even my life, our life, my wife and I's, is not not necessarily over, but <laughs> it is going to change oh, yeah. drastically because it's not going to happen in nine months. Literally, our caseworker said we could get a placement by the beginning to mid December before Christmas. So, in the next, that's a that's like three weeks. We're already in, about halfway through. Exactly in <laughs> three weeks, if you think about it, I'm gonna go from we are gonna go from a couple with no kids and two dogs to a family of three with two dogs yeah. overnight. Well, and and I think honestly, being a newborn is getting some freshness of time back. Yeah. You're taking this guy in six weeks to get prepared. Yeah. You know, this guy is going to be weeks to months. You don't you don't know. You still don't know like Yeah. Or like the routine and stuff. And like and I think that's the thing too. Like in the in the matter of twenty four hours, like I have to go from being like I'm pretty like I don't know if you know this about me, but like I'm pretty free spirit. Dude, like, I, I like on the business side of things. Like, I keep a calendar and like I try to keep structure on that stuff. But like in my personal life, I'm just like whatever, go with the flow. <laughs> Bailey, you want to come do a podcast with me next Thursday? Sure, I don't care. Like, I'm not doing anything. But like, so I have to go from that to I have to provide structure for it. My ideal age is like five or six. Yeah. You know, and so. I have to provide structure. I'm not even a structured human being. I'm, I'll be 27 in, like, two weeks. I'm not even structured, let alone, like, being structured for a kid. So I had that realization that, like, hey, your life is going to change. Oh, yeah. And, like. Welcome to the club. You'll be you'll be one of the rest of the dads. Exactly. Well, except for Tyler. Yeah. Well, Tyler. Um, yeah, Tyler's the only one. And Pierce. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, like. I'm, like, super excited about it, but at the same time, like, there's that sense I'm just, like, shit. 
Yeah. But then when we were married, like when it was just us and we were married, there were times where I was like, I want to go try on this thing. I could, I had no remorse for spending money on that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Or just not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got married to the trader and I was like, I'm not going to have the trader stuff in the kitchen. Which yeah. is a new one. Absolutely. And then as a parent, I mean, especially with, okay, the newborn, like my son is great. Absolutely. He's almost seven months old. He's awesome. But he's also seven years old. Absolutely. <laughs> and like he's in a sleep regression right now, and he only wants me time. So I had I have not been able to get stuff done at home. Yeah. He just wants to fall asleep on me won't go to bed with me. Yet he wants to play with me. Or even stay up with me. Video games. And now you're staying up. Now I'm staying up or showing the kids things. Yeah. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this 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 year, twenty six has been the year, man, that I have felt the oldest. Because, like you know how like you know, like you're in a spot where like teenagers are like, You're so old. And then you talk to like, mm-hmm. then you talk to like, like people in your congregation, and they're like, "You're just a baby." Yeah. It, this is a year that I have felt so old. Like I felt my age. I had a student tell me last term. They were like, <laughs> they're like PA, and they're like, "I like your style, man. I like your style. It's like very vintage, almost retro." Oh, dude, very millennial. Yikes. Fresh out the 90s. Um, (laughs) And I was just like, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, You know, and and like, that is something that I think every youth pastor is like, what's going on? But the thing is, like, I think kids today, they they are not looking for somebody to just fit in with them yeah. and be cool and like they genuinely already find themselves in their own identity yeah. as an individual as the best person that they can be there is often times where I look like a bum showing up on Wednesday night yeah. got my Crocs on sweatpants and like tie socks and they're like Pastor Aaron and it's, it's a great feeling Yeah, but you know I think like back like 10, 20 years ago, there was like a lot of like, you have to sign up and say, like, mm-hmm. you need to do this to get this kind of audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's not what the kids want anymore. You don't think kids want clout still? I think it depends on on the youth, on the youth group. Um, I would say generally the majority of kids care less about stuff that they Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I would say, because I thought you were saying, like, kids don't want validated through social media. And I'm like, mm, I think 
Nope, that's a huge problem. I was just <laughs> saying, I, I was saying, man, we are in two different ministries because that is a huge, huge thing right now. Um, but yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like, like I think we have a PlayStation and an Xbox and TVs in our youth lounge, and I don't think kids have played them. I don't even I don't even know if they know they're there, but they like they don't even play them like. I have yet to turn on TVs for them or anything. Like, I think the one time we did was for a lock-in we did. And I, like, basically was like, you guys have a few hours to hang out, do whatever. You want to play video games? They're like, they're like um, we, um, we don't have any video games here. And I'm like, there are literally two consoles, <laughs> right? And they're like, oh. You know, and so, like, so I, I'd agree with that. Like, they don't care, like, what's in the room. They care about the people, you oh, know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, so we, we've been doing some remodeling in our youth center. Um, one of the things is we did this, like, the switch. Do you still have your Taco Bell tables? They're from Long John Silver's. No, are they? Oh, that's a bummer. I thought yeah. they were. Our youth room has Long John Silver's booths. <laughs> I thought they were from Taco Bell. <laughs> no, that would have been better. Like if I we had vintage shop, I could probably sell those. Yeah, for, I th- I once Long John Silver's. I legit thought they they kind of give like a Taco Bell vibe. Like old school. Yeah, stuff. yeah, like the the uh, n- yeah the blue sh- like you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the blue. <laughs> if you got you for all of you guys that can't see, like I'm like doing like a motion in the air, like a stripe. So lightning bolts. Lightning bolts, whatever. Um, but I bet. Whoever's listening to this is from the nineties is like, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what those are. All the youth pastors are like, <laughs> I used to get some Nacho Bell Grande there. Oh, Nacho Bell Grande. Jeez. Sidebar. Sidebar. Taco Bell has no right to have Nacho Bell Grande there. Dude, Taco Bell should bring back the boxes. They do boxes, but I feel like I feel like they took a good thing and they ruined it. I feel like they took a good thing and they ruined it. Yeah, well, because I feel like with like the last time I went to Taco Bell, I haven't been to Taco Bell in so long. Last time I went to Taco Bell, they didn't have a box. The five dollar box. Yeah, they didn't have the five dollar box. You know, they had like whatever, and I'm like, what happened to the five dollar box? And they're just like, oh, we don't have them. And you can custom order yeah. the box, but you can't do it through the drive-thru. Oh, yeah. You have to that do is it. the most annoying thing. You have to do it either <laughs> online or in the kiosk thing yeah. in the store. And I find that to be so annoying. But I'm also thankful that the Taco Bell box was not around when I was a poor college kid or a poor high school student. Because, oh my gosh, that was the one thing that I wanted in the worst way. Was like, cause like you get the whole package in a five dollar taco box. You get everything. Oh yeah. You you get those separately at Taco Bell, twenty bucks. But you get <laughs> but you but you do the you do the box, and voila, you five dollars. Yeah. Dude, I would have been. Whenever I want a bunch of food, I go to Taco Bell. I would have been four hundred pounds if the Taco Bell boxes I, were around when I was in high school. There's no, there's no real value in Taco Bell anymore. Like, it's kind of 
Yeah, but Taco Bell, I I can get so much food for like less than fifty dollars, you know. And then because it's Taco Bell, it runs at dinner, so I like ate it. It's all cooked up. <laughs> but going back to the, I don't have Taco Bell tables in my basement. So I'm going to, but we've been doing some remodeling for our cafe, and we also we put in a TV with a switch. Yeah. What I find so far is that, so I've thought about an Xbox or a PlayStation. There's so few games being put into those Oh yeah, like either but you got Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, bro. Game over, bro. Kids even are swarming to bro. <laughs> people even have problems with Madden, the it's Nazi Football League or whatever people say. So <laughs> we, we everybody every all church to, has at least to, one. All, all to say that there's always somebody in the church that just likes Madden. Yeah, um, especially if you're. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, um, that that is something that's. I don't, I don't know if you get like if you stick to like keeping your faith in Jesus and stuff like that. You don't have to get into like the super extreme religion thing. Um, the que- <laughs> the question is, have I ever had like someone like try to tell me what to do, or like somebody just been difficult towards using Christian terms? Like I think if you wanted to hold. You can just say if you haven't. I'm trying to think. I, I can share one because I've I've had different churches. Yeah. Different youth ministries. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Like, obviously, like people have their own like their own input, and I I valued input. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and then sometimes I'm just like no. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm just like Blow your eyes of water. Yeah, I'm just like all right, cool. Like cool, thanks. You don't you don't serve in any. Yeah, but like, I guess, I guess no, like no one has ever come up to me and been like, hey, pastor, like, sorry to catch you on a Sunday morning, but this is what I believe you should be doing in our youth ministry. Like, I've never had that. I've had like leaders be like, hey, we should do this. And so I'm you've like, had, like, good constructive criticism. Yeah, I, I basically, or just good ideas. basically, <laughs> I, the only way that people have said or suggested things to do for youth ministry for me, they've always been in the youth circle. So either they're okay. a parent or a leader. And, you know, obviously, like, parents in some degree are just like, hey, we're so glad that this is available for our kids, you know? That's really nice. Yeah. We have a lot of church kids. A lot of them are involved in our youth ministry now. Yes, now we do. Back, oh, okay. back before COVID, which I feel like that's our timeline now, like, yeah. COVID this, COVID before COVID, pre COVID, during PC COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> PC, AC. Um, so, right before COVID, we had a lot of kids. Um, and then COVID happened, it shut down. And then coming out of COVID, the one thing every youth ministry, every ministry in general, every church wanted to re- revamp their production, right? They wanted to really just, like, start building back their ministry because, I mean, if we're being honest, like, a lot of churches took a big pull during the COVID years. A lot of people died in the process. 
Yeah. And so I found myself trying to build back a youth ministry and trying to pull kids in that were in youth ministry before that were in youth. And it was like pulling teeth. And I'm like, you were just fine with this two years ago, whatever. But couple like two things that kind of really happened was they one they got into a new routine that didn't include church and then secondly I remember one Sunday I'm so beat up from like youth ministry and like you know like I said like we're not we're I'm pulling teeth every we used to have youth on Wednesday nights I'm pulling teeth every Wednesday every Sunday to get people in. I'm pulling teeth to get them in the building. I'm texting kids. Hey, am I going to see you? Hey, bring a friend. Like, hey, you know, like, like just like fighting tooth and nail for these kids, you know, because they were on fire, you know, whatever. They were on fire two years ago, you know, and whatever. Now they're completely different. And I'm like sitting there on a Sunday morning and I'm like, man, what is going on? You know, and then finally, revelation, like, I look around in the sanctuary on a Sunday morning. I see two kids from our youth group. And I see two sets of parents. That is it. And so I basically had to rework my brain and, like, tell myself, like, how can I expect these youth kids to come to church for them if their parents aren't going? If church is not a priority for their parents, what makes you think it's going to be a priority for the kids? And basically, that's where I was at. And fast forward to um, last year, two years ago, we find ourselves rebuilding again. And we see kids, like middle schoolers, faithful every Wednesday. We move to Wednesday nights. Faithful every Wednesday. They're there at 625. They're there at 620. Like, they are they are eager. They're early. Super excited to be there. Sunday mornings, all their parents are in church. All their parents are coming up. Hey, how's it going? Like, my kids are like, oh, it's youth group. I'm like, I love, like, your kids are awesome, you know? And so when it's a priority for the parents, then it's a priority for the kids. And it, it has to be a non-negotiable. Right? Because so many, like, I, Aaron, you probably heard it. I've heard it. Youth pastors listening have probably heard it. I am sick and tired of the excuse of, hey, little Terry is not going to be at youth tonight. And I'm like, why? Or Timmy would be like, hey, dude, I'm not coming tonight. And I'm like, why? I got too much homework. Lamest dude, excuse. bogus excuse. Literally, school gets out. At like what, like two thirty, three o'clock, youth is at six thirty. Well, that excuse doesn't even fly for us. We are right beside the high school, and our doors open. So, <laughs> yeah, this is how long our lunch break takes. Our our youth service technically starts at like six, six thirty. Our doors open at two, because we have kids that want to come right after school to get homework help. Yeah. So that excuse, the amount of times that I've been getting like, oh, I just have too much homework. I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm coming to church. Yeah. Give me a time. And we feed you. 
Yeah, that's what's up. You don't even have to worry about it. Dude, Tater Tots probably slap her. Uh-huh. Do me a favor. Serve Tater Tots. Oh, it's either like pizza or lasagna. The one night we did pancakes, that was probably the biggest hit. We did pancakes. Bro, and <laughs> let, let's let's sidebar. Pastors, you want a cheap fundraiser? Pancake breakfast. Pancake breakfast. Bro, or spaghetti. Pan- pancakes <laughs> are approximately seven cents to make. Yeah. You can make some big turkey pancakes. Absolutely. And if you want to really do it up, put some time into it. Absolutely. What is that, like $2 at the store? Yeah. Like, if you want a cheap meal for your students, pancake breakfast. I, Brinner. <laughs> uh, Bold move. Budgeting yeah. hacks. I know you ain't spending seven cents on it, so, you know, you go do your homework. Like, when they said to go home, you fill your homework out right away before you get home. Dude. <laughs> and if, you, if you're if you a, uh, if you're a pastor that has youth on Sundays, that homework excuse is baloney. Is baloney. <laughs> they, had all, they had all weekend to they, do they it. They had all weekend. Half of these kids get their, all their homework done in school. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, and I'm so tired of that. Or, like, they had a long day. Great. Great. Done. Come get, come get so filled up by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> come spend time with God and give your, give your hard day well, to yeah, the Lord. That's, that's what you were saying earlier. That comes down to patience. Yeah. I think a lot of times the hardest thing for pastors really is the, either the parents or really close Which shows that the parents want to make sure they're involved in church. Yeah. Um, but parents that are not involved in church whatsoever, that shows me it's not. Absolutely. It shows me it's some other thing. And when you then blame youth pastors and pastors and the church for why they're not doing so well in this. Oh, you mean the kid we spend two hours with every week? Yeah. But you spend like, you know, hours upon hours. You spend the rest of their life with yeah. them. Yeah. I drop them off for two hours every <laughs> Wednesday. And they are still doing bad things. All right, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you want. Like, we pray over them. Like, they get pancakes when they come. Like, <laughs> I think I think that is a hundred percent probably the youth pastor issue. Um, I will deal with pancakes yeah. issues any day of the week. Most pancakes driving me crazy. Honestly, <laughs> that is obviously you have a different experience. I have a different experience because I love. All of the parents that I'm working with. In my in my other, so youth group now where I'm at, I don't have many parents yeah. that are that are involved in youth group. I have like two sisters yeah. that work in church. Um, and my two other youth groups in particular, we had a lot of parents in the church that were involved in youth group. Yeah. Um, my first youth group issue was probably my worst experience with student who God called him into ministry, his dad pulled me aside and was like, my son never felt this way until you were his pastor. And I was like, what? My son was going to be a banker. <laughs> and now he's a mi- now he's going to be a missionary? Yeah. But the thing is, is I, I then, before his senior year, I left for the ministry in Nashville. So I didn't get to finish out that time with him parents influence that came from that. Wow. It didn't go out of my parents. And 
man, it is super important. If God has told your kid something, why would they lie about it? Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that you can completely discern, but teenagers don't have the time to lie about their calling. Absolutely. And I think, too, like, um, I think, too, part of it is, like, I know one of the things that, like, I try to get the kids to grasp and what, like, as a church, too, like, what we should get the church to grasp is there is no junior Holy Spirit. You know (laughs) what I mean? And so... What the same Holy Spirit that is working in us adults is working in our teenagers. And obviously, like, a parent's dream is for their kids to be church, to have a relationship with God. And with that comes the Holy Spirit. And God is moving in our teenagers. And the same God that we go to for our big financial decisions as parents, you know, house decisions, like, all this stuff, the big decisions that we have as adults, is the same God that our teenagers are going to with what to do in life. And if God is directing them, who are we to say, no, no way? You know what I mean? Like, who are we to say, like, the God, did, God didn't tell you that. Like, yeah, he did. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, youth pastors are like, it's fine if you don't want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. But, especially, you know, we got winter retreat coming up in a couple weeks. Wow, and shameless plug. And, uh, For the low, low price. For the low, low price of one year. You can, you too can have this retreat. You can have this retreat. Sign up now. Is it available to start registering? I think so. I don't, I don't know. know. Youth pastors are retreating. Youth pastors are retreating. I don't know. I've never been to one. It's Dude. only been one. <laughs> I say you were on the inaugural. Like, I went to the first one. The first and only one that Dude, Rogers you're, has done. <laughs> you're the your attendance for the youth pastor retreat is going to plummet. It's gonna get cut in half. Because you were at 100 percent attendance. Ah, uh, me. And now you're here. gonna go down to 50 percent. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Um, Dude, not even having Joey's back. I mean, I expected Joe to be there too. Yeah, now, but now he's at a new BYB, mm-hmm. and you're just like, man. But anyways. Uh, youth pastors, um, when retreats come up and your students come to you and they're like, listen, I really believe that God wants me to go to church, build them up as much as possible. Prepare them for the conversations that they're going to be having with their parents because their parents oftentimes will have ideas of where their kid is going to go in life, the school they're going to go to, their financial situation is going to be important. And when they hear um, God's called me into missions, it is usually a big turnoff or my favorite why don't we pray about this thing? Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, pray about it. Like, continue to pray on that. But, yeah. Like, if your kid is coming to you and saying, like, listen, mom, dad, like, I really believe God is leading me into ministry. And you're like, oh, we should really pray about that. Like, your kid immediately is going to back off and talk to you about it. Yeah. So, you guys stand, stand strong with that. You know, really build, build people up. But I think, and this is one of the last things I want to uh, touch base on because we've been talking about it for we got to wrap that up. Um, it's really hard, especially as youth grows, as a youth pastor, to not have that conversation with students. Yeah. And one of the biggest key factors in youth ministry is having that conversation. Amen. <laughs> and I'll, I'll speak to that, too, a little bit. Um, so, actually, this comes from, I did a mastermind course with the one and only Aaron Holt. 
And shout out to Aaron Holt. Sharon, shout out to Aaron Holt, man. Aaron, you my boy. Um, it's been busy. Yeah, he's been in, he's been in the game. He's a what we call a youth ministry. <laughs> been in the game. He's what we call a youth ministry juggernaut. Um, but no. So I was in this I was in this mastermind class, and one of the things was actually recruiting youth leaders. And there are like so many different ways that you can recruit leaders. You can do like announcements through church. You can do um, your own. So like one of the things that like kind of was talking about, which sounds really kind of weird when you first hear it, is the the Jesus mentality, right? So kind of, but like <laughs> so so it's weird because you're like I'm not Jesus, like but. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that's, a, that's like, off-putting to me, like, because, like, obviously, yeah. like, what do I know? Yeah. But Jesus handpicked his disciples. Yeah. Jesus chose and basically asked, and the disciples got to decide. And so mm. that's a lot of my approach to leadership is, like, praying about it, asking the God. Asking God to provide, you know, like praying over some people that I believe would be great in our youth ministry, praying over that, feeling the release from God, and then having the conversation with them. But the biggest thing that I learned from in this class, and what I want to tell pastors, is even though you desperately need leaders, like you could be at a point where your youth ministry is booming. And you're like, oh, my gosh, we need more leaders. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, we need help. I hear you. I see you. Do not recruit and put people on your ministry team out of necessity. Do not. What I want you to do instead is I want you to recruit for the fit that they are to your team and not so much the necessity that you need because like it could be super daunting right it's super hard work yeah to do to volunteer volunteer (laughs) and to have to run youth ministry like it's not all sunshine and rainbows like it takes work and we are called as pastors to be stewards and shepherds of our ministry and so if we hire out of necessity if we recruit out of necessity, not, I don't want to say recruit out of necessity, but like we put people on our staff for out of necessity. Like we just need bodies. That is so like scary because since it was like started that way. Yeah. Yeah. What is your question? Yeah. Mine is like, I might as well be Absolutely. I, so, so we can we can have this conversation on this podcast. I asked Aaron for your application. My application was like a page, and it literally was like, "Hey, it, we I called it I we called it our youth covenant, like youth promise that like, hey, <laughs> this is what I expect of you. Yeah, you sign on the line. That's it. Your application." had so much detail in it that when I looked at it, I was like, I might take, I might use some of this stuff. Or like, I'm like, maybe I'll like kind of like doctor it a little bit. Aaron, I was deleting pages <laughs> from your application. Like you had, um, what's your driver's license number? Oh, I want to, yeah. like, I want to check your driving record. Yeah. Like, and like, I because get. Because we, now I have that because we have leaders that pick up speed. 
Yeah, that's that's fair. And like I and I think too in a roundabout way like I would I would only let trusted leaders pick up students. But like one of the things was like do you have transportation to youth group? And I'm like why is that on the application? Like I feel like I feel like that's standard stuff. Yeah. And we have like a 5 page application on the Like one Yeah, like one of like so for everybody listening one of the questions on the application, I, it's not even a question. It's just the 16 fundamental truths of the AG, yeah. and it's like, do you agree with this? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Here, like, here are two scripture references with the 16 fundamental truths. Do you agree with this? Well, because to, to me. You will be quizzed on this later. So, so, <laughs> so one of the, some of the stuff that's on, that's not on the application that I yeah. have not looked at and I don't have want to come back and be a youth group. I'm like, that is awesome. You have to work on that. Dude, come on. Say it louder there, for the people there, in the back. Listen, there, these pastors do not bring in kids right out of high school. No. They need time to go get settled in the church and get themselves Yeah. Give them a year. Set them up well in the adult ministry. Yeah. And even meet with them periodically to yeah. catch up with them. But, um, so, you have to, if you're coming out, you have to work on that. If you are new to the church, you, I think for myself, I have it that you have to have been consistently involved in the church in a certain place in order to get the job. Because, one, I don't need any coaches coming in. Yeah. They're like, I want to help the kids. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's too many of those because, like you said, there's a lot of people that are new people that can put people in positions that yeah. they it's not really helpful. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, it's actually going to hurt your ministry. It, it could possibly hurt your ministry more than it does it good because you could have somebody that you that was surface level with you, and at the end of the day, they bring a toxic culture to your youth ministry. And obviously, like, once that's in there, it is so, so, so hard to get it out because kids are so impressionable. So oh, yeah. if – if they see that behavior and they basically anything that they see in youth ministry that they see on like a Wednesday night out of a leader or out of a pastor, they assume it's okay. Yeah, like if I eat a hot pepper, I could probably convince the kids not to eat it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know With no prize. Exactly. They're just like, <laughs> Hey, we had a we had a summer Olympic games thing. It was like girls versus guys and they got points for the month if they did like you know they brought a friend that's points they won the game that night that's points they wore their team color that's points right i gave a girl 5000 points to eat a jar of pickles 5000 imaginary points <laughs> they ended up <laughs> losing the month anyways and she still ate pickles a jar of pickles dude i got to see the damages that is gross but all that to say, <laughs> kids and and parents as well, they trust us. Yeah. Not only that, the Lord trusts us to shepherd these kids. And if we don't do our due diligence to recruit leaders, that's on us. And unfortunately, people, kids might suffer. So do not recruit out of, like, I, I keep saying recruit, do not. Choose people out of necessity. Have you ever gone into a church and been like, I don't want to be a part of this church. I don't want to be a part of this church. 
yes and no. So my process is that. No. <laughs> so <laughs> if if I, like, let's say you're at our church and you're a youth leader and, or you're a potential youth leader, I'll walk up and be like, hey, dude, how's it going? You know, small talk, small talk, small talk. And I'll say, hey, man, listen, I want to give you some time, but would you be interested in possibly joining our youth team? I will let you pray on it for a couple days. And then if so, let me know if it's a yes or no, either way. And then let's go out to dinner. Let's talk about it. You can come over to the house. We'll What's make, our deal? We'll make dinner. You know, we'll, take, we'll, we'll go out to dinner. We'll go out to coffee. And in that time, I say, hey, thank you so much, blah, 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 the small talk stuff. I am a youth pastor because of X, Y, and Z. God has called me into this. This is the why behind why I get up in the morning for youth ministry. The why that I show up on Wednesday nights. The why I get out of bed. My question is, what is yours? And obviously, sleep. <laughs> if you're a ninja, <laughs> door stomping, devil stomping. Door stomping. Whatever. I don't even know. I need to see a shirt that says it. But Yeah, absolutely. Um. But I say, what is your why? And depending on how they answer, gives me all the info that I need. And then I bring a contract or whatever, application or covenant, whatever. And I sit with them and walk through it all and say, hey, this is what I expect. These are my expectations for youth ministry. This is what I want to see. Are Basically, are we able to do this? You know, and then... Um, and then if it all goes well, I'll say, hey, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to pray on it. I want you to pray on it as well. And if they're married or if they're, you know, whatever, I'm going to say, hey, pray on it. Talk to the missus. Talk to the mister. Because this inevitably is going to take up a chunk of your time that is designated for your spouse. You know, your spouse is used to you coming home, hanging out on Wednesday nights. <laughs> but from 630 to 830, even, even like, you know, 6 to 830, you're here or you're at an event with us, you know. So I sit down with them, go through it all, and I say, so what do you think? You know, we kind of have open dialogue, and then I say, all right, cool. Well, let me pray on it, and then why don't you pray on it? Why don't you talk to your significant other, and let's give it a few days. And um, let's give it a few days, and let's kind of reconvene after that. But usually after after our ev- event, coffee, dinner, whatever, I normally have a pretty good idea of whether, oh, yeah. whether or not that they're going to be a good fit. So, yeah. I've asked a couple people. I didn't hear that. I don't think I will ever have. I don't think I'll ever have it. Well, like on top of all that, they have to. They can fill all that stuff out. Absolutely. It's like, oh, you're filling it out. Come in. Yeah. You said you said you're not in business pornography, so I can trust you. Uh, dude. <laughs> um, that's for another podcast. That's for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but some people are like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and being youth pastors are the first people to think about that. 
Your youth leaders don't have to be corny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it'd be just as important for this this uh, older generation to be to lead in this uh, church in the way that So don't don't just settle for the twenty somethings, but uh, you know lead with character. Yeah, and <laughs> and not to mention too, like the older generation, like they also have stuff to add. And not to mention they were parents, yeah. are parents now, yeah. or were parents before, and they have wisdom and insight that they can give to us. Yeah. You know, and so and plus, like who doesn't love like like I have so many people in the church world that are like spiritual fathers to me or like spiritual fathers to me. I'm just like and students to me, absolutely. And a lot of like if you could, if you come to my youth group, they're gonna have said, "Hey, that's not from the the group," you know. And I think a lot of that is just like, yeah, you know, this is what this is what the Bible says. Yeah. Um, so getting getting into the book and uh, it, it's yeah. Now your older your older leaders might not be able to run a lock in <laughs> with you, but that is for sure. But they they could definitely come for two hours on a on a Wednesday night to yeah, help that is, out. That is, that is always happening. Like you have you have an older group of kids that come and they're like, hey, I just want to ask just to be nice. Did you want to come to this message? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I mean, to be fair, like I mean, you'll have you'll have that through all ages. Like yeah. Pierce. Pierce barely survived our last lock in. That's because Pierce is an old man. He is an old man. Uh, but <laughs> love you, Pierce. Love you so much. Uh, but literally at like one o'clock in the morning, like he's all squinty eyed and just like, <laughs> I'm so tired. And I'm like, bro, we got eight more hours of this. Like, <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'll be fine. I'm like, bro, go to Pierce. Would I'm like, bro, go sleep in my office if you want to. Like, you get like, cause this ain't working, man. So, and my leaders actually, we did a lock in at the end of summer, I think, like July ish. And the kids, I mean, kids, something about spending a whole night in the church when the kids are like absolutely signing up, right? And <laughs> which I mean, every like, every time, yeah, like we have one coming up in December, and like the kids are like, yeah, we're ready. We don't even care about Thanksgiving. Like yeah, we, we don't just, have to do anything. Yeah, we we're just say we're gonna sit in church. Absolutely. And so, these kids are like, literally, they're getting picked up from the first lock in. They're like ready, ready now. And I'm <laughs> and like, like, I need to sleep. Yeah. Well, I, so I was, I was pretty okay. Um, I actually played a softball game right after. I did. I didn't drive. <laughs> I didn't trust myself to drive. I, I asked my team, one of my teammates to help me, but we were in a church softball league, and I, we were one person away from disqualifying, so I had to pick up. Um, but God forbid. Sorry. Dude, listen. Yo, listen. <laughs> I wasn't raised to be a quitter. But, um, so yeah, like, they were like, when is the next lock-in? And all my leaders looked at me and just said, you got to give us at least like like 3 months and i'm like all right okay so we're going to do like a christmas themed lock in on the 16th so no no um, santa's not real um 
hopefully, hopefully so no. The children are yeah, hopefully <laughs> like no one's like sitting. Hopefully no one's like, so, like listening. listening in front of the three. Yeah, like on the drive home, <laughs> they're like, we're gonna listen to Aaron's new podcast, and then I'm just like, Santa's not real. Santa's dead. And little Timmy's in the back. What? Good job. Yeah. So don't don't listen to the. It's all about it's all about Jesus. It's all <laughs> in Christmas time, anyway. So yeah, Santa's not real. Sorry, Timmy. Um, but yeah, so. Really, when it comes to recruiting leaders, like, do your due diligence. You know, I think that's kind of what we're both saying differently is take time. And I know it could be tough. It's easier said than done, right, to to not to not add people to your youth ministry team out of necessity, right? Because it's it's already taxing on your leaders and – if you boom and they're already getting overworked, obviously you want relief for them. So you have to have that conversation with your leadership and just, hey, I realize where we're at. I understand where we're at. We are actively recruiting. And tell them, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, tell, like, t- be, be very communicating. Communication is key in this business. But, yeah. hey, like, hey, I understand where we're at. I understand that is a lot on you guys right mm-hmm. now. And just say, hey, I am not going to recruit or I'm not going to add people out of necessity, but I'm going to add them for the because they're the right fit. Right. And I, I feel like your leaders will respect that. Well, they, they don't want to see you getting overworked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because then because then there's going to be resentment and stuff. And not to mention. Then you lose business. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're really screwed. But not to mention, too, like. We should also have a grasp on that. Like, we were talking right beforehand. Like, we are, like, our my youth ministry, my, it's not really mine, but the ministry that the Lord has entrusted <laughs> me with um, is, need to talk about that. well, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just talking here. But the ministry that the Lord has entrusted me with is booming right now. Yeah. Like, we're talking, like, triple. Yeah, we have we have one kid. His name's Timmy, and he really likes coming dude, coming poor, to you. Poor Timmy. Yeah, dude. Timmy's got too much homework, and then just found out that Santa's not real. Yeah, dude. And he's the one kid in our youth ministry. But we're like we're active, like we're you know we're doubling, tripling our numbers, you know, and like, and it's not about the numbers, but it's about it's about growth spiritually, you know, in the setting. So, um. But we're growing like weeds out here, like rapid growth. And I literally had a conversation with my leaders, and I was like, hey. Because they they even said, like, I see that we're growing. And I'm like, we need to get a leader on this. And then last week, my leaders were like, we need help. And I'm like, listen, I get it. I am with you. I am openly, openly searching and recruiting. So be praying with me. Be praying that we find the right fits. And I even have talked with a couple people to throw it on their radar to say, if this is a possibility, let me know, because I really would like an interview with you. So there are potential candidates, but at the same time, I feel like we need to be actively, like, seeing where our youth ministry is at and have our thumb kind of on the heartbeat of our community. Because if if we, you know, if we're like, no, we're just, we're just growing, you know, whatever. We don't need leaders. We can handle it. Six months down the road, your leaders are going to be toasted. You know, they're going to be crispy burnt. And we don't – obviously, the biggest thing that I tell my leaders is they should be getting 
something out of this too. They sh- they not only are they pouring into this the students, but they should be receiving from it as well. And if that ever becomes a point where it's not like that, something needs to change. So take the time, understand where you're at in your ministry, and be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you need leaders, start actively searching, but like start actively praying and seeking the that Lord. A, that was a great, great encouragement. Honestly, I find that making time in church more effective yeah. than people feel like, oh, okay, well, I hope somebody does it. Yeah. Um, but when you approach people, you put them on the spot. Yeah. And so, actually, what we do here is we do a membership class mm-hmm. called Join the Family. And at Join the Family, they get to circle what areas. So, we basically do a membership class. We're like, hey, this is what we're about, which they obviously should know by now, you know, by, <laughs> by that point. If you're choosing to be a member, you should know. Exactly. But, like, we give them the origin story. We give them all that. And then we say part of this, part of being a member here at our church is we believe that you should serve. We believe that service is key. Yeah. Obviously, it's biblical, but, like, you you need to be serving as well. And so with that, here are our serving areas. Where do you feel fit in and feel led to go to? Like, when you think of serving, where do you want to serve? And that's so that's coming up, too. Um, at the end of this month. So I'm hoping that a couple people will be like, oh, yeah, youth ministry, never yeah. thought about it. And I'm just going to be like, welcome to the show. Like, you're getting, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting a coffee date with me. We're going to get to the. Who's the youth pastor? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually going to be at the membership class. That's funny. So if they have any questions, they can So you can me. just keep on putting them on the spot. Absolutely. But, like. Can you talk to them? Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, but like, I'm also, like, very pushy, too. So, oh, yeah. like. Well, you need to be. Yeah. And, you know, and, and be, be you know, honest about it. Be effective. Be picky. You know, really um, pick pick people that are going to give you the yeah. most service. You want to make sure you're not going to affect your youth ministry negatively. It's better for, for there to be less leaders that are talking about it, that are affecting it, that are just going to drive you crazy and uh, destroy what you put your faith in. But Absolutely. Really push through it, and then you know, as, as a last comment on that, um, it's also okay to let leaders go. <laughs> Oof. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's important that if somebody is hindering the youth youth ministry, giving them direction, that they don't feel pushed. Yeah. Push. You need to you need to give them that time to reflect on it. Right. Yeah. I always do six months contract. I do six months contract. And then I just have to put on six months contract. Well, well, I guess like <laughs> I guess like so I do six months and I or yeah, basically six months. And every six months we get together, we have a meeting, and I give them the vision and where we're going in the youth ministry. And I end the meeting with, "This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. If you believe in this, and your heart is truly, fully still in this mission, then." You know, kind of. I need. I want. I would like a verbal yeah. commitment. If it is not, that's okay. Because obviously, obviously, yeah. <laughs> if it if it's not, 
that's okay because you're in leadership for seats, right? You know, and if it's not, that's okay. But we just need to have a conversation. Yeah. But if you are feeling the need that you want to step down from youth ministry, I would just say talk to me and then we'll kind of talk about your exit <laughs> strategy. But if if someone isn't working out, like there is a time and place built in for me to be like, hey. It, it is very important and should not be but it, it is you know, or ministry in general. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to give people the boot and give them time to do, do it. Get out. Yeah. Do it nicely. <laughs> yeah, don't be like, get out. <laughs> yeah, Unless, like, you know, they did something wrong. Yeah, it's not like Donnie P in the, uh, what was his show? The Boss? Donnie P, Donald Trump. What was his? Oh. Everybody <laughs> calls him Donnie T. Anyway. Your boy does, Donnie uh, T. What was his show? The Apprentice. You're it's fired. Yeah, you're fired. You can't do that in youth ministry. I mean, you could. It's not going to end well. No. You get pulled in. You get pulled in a few more times for that. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but it's okay for you because it's your dad. <laughs> actually, that doesn't mean there's going to be any more reprimands. Actually, he might be harsher. He on might you. be harsher. <laughs> he might actually strike you. He'd be like, you know what? You're fired. Dude, would Tim, would Timmy put the hands? Would Timmy throw hands? Uh, Not with me. With no. another staff member? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the board better watch out, bro. No, no. These no. Fa- these fists are rated E for everyone. No, because me and my dad have the same kind of mindset when it comes to adversity. Yeah. Because we both grew up in adversity. That is that is a good quality <laughs> to have in leadership. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there would ever be anything. Throwing hands. Throwing hands. There's definitely people that I feel like are better for me to do that with to learn these hands. Nah, dude, just say it. These hands, these hands are rated E. E for everyone. Discounted three ninety nine. But with all that, square up, son, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Post church potluck on a Sunday. And I don't see any crockpots. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been an experience. And you, you and I have lived some of the yeah. times and times of just work with each other. Yeah. Having some adversity. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, like. I'm just here. You've plugged more section. You've plugged more district events <laughs> than I have, and it's my job. I'll just give them to you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you go. You go ahead and plug away, my man. I'll tell you them, and then you can tell the story about them. Absolutely not. Um, oh. But but no, it, um, we've been through twice. Twice. Youth pa- twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of youth pastors, um, and hopefully pastors. So the takeaway from this episode, uh, don't go to college. (laughs) (laughs) 
approach anybody who seems remotely capable and then take them out the coffin take them out the coffin that's exactly <laughs> what this whole thing was about so you fail um before before we finish i just want to pull this one out absolutely It is. It is in the Bible. Prayer. Prayer is just something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow I'm gonna have one. Dude, I just got an email while we were sitting here on our podcast, doing the podcast thing, by uh, a potential officer. Dude. Yeah. No, not yet. He said we have over 400 credential holders who have applied for their renewal for 23. That is a quarter of our credential bonuses. Fantastic. You did? Dude, you went one of the first? Dude. So so I um so I actually um I actually went to do it before I forgot. And no. And I I just do the monthly payment of dues. And I still owed thirty dollars, and they're like, "We cannot, uh, we cannot renew your credentials unless you." What you talking about? Because November and uh, December, and they're like, "They're like, you owe us thirty dollars. Do you want to pay the thirty dollars for your renewal?" And I'm like, "No, I'll just do it in December." So, <laughs> I, I I don't know. It, it, it's weird. It's weird. But how does it work when I become a licensed? No, I know, but, like, I'm going to get licensed, uh, like, halfway through the year. Does that mean I have to pay more? Half the time. That's crazy. That's it's so actually weird. not that bad. Is it really? Did they talk about that at Thrive? I shouldn't do it. Here's the thing. Yeah, that for sure. I probably should not. Yeah, I probably... I feel like there are a lot of important things to discuss and especially especially Oh. Well, so youth pastor treat Joe Callie's laying down the vision and the cast the vision casting, the chrome casting for uh Chromecast. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, the vision and chrome casting for the youth for the next few years. So I um I can I can I don't know if I'm going or not yet. I probably should go. I would go. Yeah. Um, I probably should go because there's a meeting the day before. Yeah. There's a meeting. Dude, that that is that is very true. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely your wife for a weekend with a meeting. Dude, hey. I I have a meeting. I don't know what you want. I have a meeting. It, it's been on the docket. Kate's for. gonna flip. Honestly, if it's not the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> I've deserved every throw punch <laughs> I've ever received. I'm just kidding. My wife doesn't beat me. Don't call whatever adult protective <laughs> services. <laughs> well, I guess that's 911. <laughs> but with all that, it's been a great time. But I just want to pray. Thank you. Uh, dear God, we just thank you for the opportunity to uh, hopefully have recorded this and fed through this. Either way, we thank you for sending us the chance to share our thoughts about this podcast. We're able to reach out to uh, youth and uh, parents and youth pastors and families and just get an idea of what's going on. God, I right now I want to pray for uh, 
text there is that um, the Ammonites received that judgment. We see the Lord individually says, get rid of the nation from you, the rest of the people, and you won't get to see them um, after Excitement and the new endeavors that God um, has gotten. Yeah, love you and praise you in your name. Um, amen. Amen.